Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I'm your host, Hanan Al-Basha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough. I am worthy. I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. Hello again, everyone. This is our uncharted discussion of Empowered to Grow. This is your host, Hanan Basha. I still have the lovely Arita Saliba with me today, and she is a health coach, but who also specializes in supporting women uh, treat and heal and manage their fibromyalgia uh, symptoms. And she's also a pranic healer. So there's, there's a bit of a combination there between the energy part and the symptoms part. Let's start at something we didn't discuss in the first episode, Rita. What is fibromyalgia? That's really interesting. Um, fibromyalgia is actually from the functional medicine point of view is just uh, a collection of symptoms okay. that someone has. So they label it fibromyalgia, right? Okay. So what are those, those symptoms? Uh, musculoskeletal pain, uh, it's a neuro, uh, like, like, sur- like nervous system disorder. Okay. There is depression, there is migraines and headache, there is uh, uh, digestive disorders, gut disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, there, if it, left, it is left untreated for, or like untreated wrongly, mm-hmm. uh, it can become an autoimmune disease. It's not, it can become, it leads, it triggers autoimmune diseases. Okay. Okay. Locus, like uh, uh, MS, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, of course, thyroids, diabetes, and uh, other things. Okay. So this is simply like in simple word, what is fibromyalgia? So then, okay, so you support women to kind of manage their symptoms or I know like, just let's go back a, a step. Functional medicine for those who have not heard about it, it really is... It is not a different form of medicine. It is the it is kind of a, a raising awareness to understand a discipline to understand that functional medicine goes to the root causes to the root causes of whatever the symptoms are. So instead of saying, "Oh, you've got a headache, let me give you some medicine," or just going to a neuro uh, uh, surgeon or someone related to that, a doctor related to that. The functional medicine practitioner would go and see what other symptoms you have and then see if they are related because most of the time these symptoms are related and most of the time they're triggered by something completely different than headache, something that is not related to your brain, something that could be, as we were talking earlier, uh, a food you're eating, um, an environmental disturbance or whatever it is. So now that we're looking at that, so how do you support um, women to kind of manage their symptoms or is it going to healing them? So what I do is I help women who have fibromyalgia, chronic pain, and adrenal fatigue. Uh, adrenal fatigue is one of the uh, mm-hmm. symptoms that of fibromyalgia. It's one of, one of the annoying uh, symptoms. So I help them manage all of those sim- symptoms. What I mean by manage, it's not like, uh, uh, okay, now I have a little bit, I used to have a lot of pain, now I'm having a little bit of pain. No, managing means... Uh, I'm in control of all those symptoms, meaning I know what triggers them and I'm in control of those triggers. 
right? So when I, when I manage all those symptoms, it means I'm managing my life. Sure. It, means, it means the flares will not be, uh, I will not be surprised waking up in the morning and, oh, I'm having a flare. Okay, now I know how my day is going to be. No, I'm not going to be uh, led by fibromyalgia. I'm not going to be uh, uh, driven by the flares. They, were, they are not going to dictate my life anymore. Mm-hmm. What I do is that now I'm in control. Yeah. I know what to eat. I know what to do. I know exactly what to do in order not to have a flare. And if they do this for a long period of time, they will be able to reverse fibromyalgia as it never happened before. Yeah. And, and that's the amazing part that not a lot of people realize is your body has this amazing ability to heal itself yes. in, in spite of whatever, whatever disease, ailment, diagnosis that you've got, your body yes. has the ability to reverse it if you give it the right components and the right components, a good 70 to 80% of these components are in the food. And then yes. you've got the rest and you've got the exercise and you've got the, the, the stressors and, and, you know, kind of managing everything else, but it starts with food. It exactly. starts with that because the food are the building blocks for everything going through your system. This is the energy, like, because we need food. We, we do need food. You can, you, I mean, you can go without food for like, what, seven days? But then after that, what will happen? You'll start eating. Your body will start eating itself. Sure. So we do need food. So it's up to me to decide if the food that I'm putting inside my body, whether it, it's medicine or poison, I choose, right? Yeah. Like since we, since forever we grow up, we've been conditioned to think about disease and illness as something that is unavoidable. It's inevitable, yes. Yeah, <laughs> something that, okay, I'm growing up. It's okay. I'm supposed to have a back pain. Yeah. It's okay. I'm supposed to wear glasses right now. I'm supposed to have a... a, a I don't know, digestive disorder because I'm growing old. Yeah. Well, I think I might die at the age of 60, 60. No, no. You can live until 100 years old without having a headache. This means I'm in control of my life. Of course, I cannot control how I die. I can die in a car accident. This I cannot control. What I can control is how I die in a way like a natural death. I'm not going to die lying in a hospital bed, not being able to breathe, right? I'm not going to die uh, because of, um, I don't know, an an autoimmune disease. I'm not even going to die because of cancer, by the way. So this I have control over. And so, you know, since I have control over, it means I'm in control. And, and that's the, the, the amazing thing. When, um, I, when I read about the concept of Ikigai, which is the Japanese concept of, of finding a purpose in life, and they found that um, Okinawa in Japan was one of the blue zones in the world. And the blue zones yes. are, are you know, the, the areas where there's a population that is over 100 years old, and that's not abnormal for them. And they kind of just... Um, um, kind of did the research and the diagnosis of why these people live to that age and how can they be healthy at, you know, 100 plus. And they realized that exactly that, what we're talking about, they did not take any um, genetic predisposition as, as, a, as a fact in life. They did not assume that growing old, in Japanese language, actually, there is no word for retirement because once they stop working that thing, 
um, that job or whatever they're doing, they, they move on to do other things. So they still wake up, for example, and they tend to their garden and they still wake up and they socialize and they still take care of each other and they still move and they still eat healthy, as in they feed themselves the right foods, protein for them, uh, like meat-based proteins or fish-based proteins are like two to three times maximum a week. Um, they have a zest for life that keeps them going and that keeps generally the, the, the diseases of the old as we would like to think of them at bay from them. Yes. So, and, and their sense of community and their sense of purpose is one that keeps them going. And I was just listening, actually, Dr. Gundry today. He's also one of the no names in the, in, in the field of your mind-body connection and, and feeding your body the right things and everything, such as Dr. Amen and Dr. Um, uh, I forgot his name right now, the one with the functional medicine, one of the founding people of functional medicine. I can't remember. Mark Hyman, Dr. Mark Hyman. Of course, I can't believe I forgot his name. <laughs> but they all come together to talk about that to talk about how your food comprises what your health would turn out to be. When I was doing with IAN after the health coaching certificate, I did the, the gut health course. And, you know, it's a kind of amazing also content there. And when with I was- With too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I did, in uh, December, I did the whole person health, which was talking about exactly what we started talking about. It's about talking about your- um, physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, and um, your, uh, okay, I'm a little lost again today, but the components <laughs> of what, the spiritual, spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical health, the four components of what make up your whole person. But um, anyway, so in the gut health, one of the first things that they talk about was the fact that your food goes through a 30-foot journey. That's when it goes out in your mouth and out the other side. And imagine that along that journey and along your digestive system and your intestines and everything else, everything you eat is getting broken down and absorbed by your body. So imagine if this is the fuel that you're using to run your engine, do you want it to be running on sugar? Do you want it to be running on toxins? Do you want it to be running on, on things that seriously disempower you on the chemicals, on the preservatives and everything else? Or do you want to give it the best components possible? So the absorption and, and you're feeding your gut bacteria, which is your microbiome, all of these get to feed on the best things possible. Exactly. And I know a lot of people will say it's easier said than done. It is. But you know what? One of the, the tips and tricks that I learned as well going through the, the journey was it starts at the supermarket. It's as simple as that. It starts with your choices when you're grocery shopping. And, um, you know, one of the, the statements that we learned was... Uh, if by what grows, uh, what comes from a plant, not what was made in a plant. Yes. So it is, it is those kind of things. It is those small shifts, not only mindset, but, but behavioral and, and uh, habit shifts as well. Actually, it's uh, shifts on all levels uh, because yes, definitely it has to start with the supermarkets, but then again, you can go to the supermarket and buy all the organic and healthy foods you have, and then you can come home and then empty your cupboards from all the junk foods and then uh, meal prep and plan. And this is very important and necessary for you. If you want to start your healing journey, this is, this is need to be done. This is an important step, but 
if you don't have the right mindset, meaning if you are doubtful about why you are doing this and if you want, maybe, maybe not, it's you're not certain, right? Like, for example, when you wake up in the morning, are you certain or are you doubtful? If you start your day with doubt, guess what? It's not going to go like the way you want it. But if you wake up in the morning and I'm, I'm going to be healthy today. Like I'm going to do everything I can in order for me to be healthy on all levels. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to work out. I'm going to, to work on my mindset. I'm going to work on my relationships. I'm going to make sure in my job and my career, do I have the, do I love my job? And if I don't, if I cannot leave my job, like, is it anything that I can do to make it better? It's, it's you know, it's health and wellness on all level. It's not, it's like, I wish it was only food, but I'm sure you, we all know people who have been healthy throughout their whole life. They do eat organically and they exercise. They don't leave the gym before, you know, uh, uh, finishing two hours at the gym, but they end up with cancer. And the like the comments that I hear about, huh, you see, she Doesn't used work. to eat healthy. She, <laughs> used, she used to exercise and she still died with cancer. And so it doesn't work. So you know what? I'm going to keep on uh, drinking alcohol. I'm going to keep on smoking and I'm going to keep my pizza and my burger and blah, 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 and whatever you name it. But, but then I asked them, you know, this person, Look into their lives. What do you see? Were they happy? Were they satisfied? Were they loved? Are they loving? Are they expressing themselves? Were they really taking care of themselves on all levels? On all levels, you know? Because again, some people do not eat healthy, do not exercise. But they end up dying at 95 year old without a simple headache because they are expressing themselves. They are surrounded with love. They are love. They, they embody love, right? So again, it's a holistic approach mean on all levels, sure. every single level in our life. True. So, uh, and it's up to you to to see like which level is missing, like which one needs uh, to be tweaked. Yes. Right. But that's the point. Is also that, and and it's not an overwhelming process of reassessing and redefining and reprioritizing your life. It's just that again, like with any habit, like with any audit. It has to be one step at a time. It has to be one shift at a time. Because again, a lot of people think that they get overwhelmed by the concept of I'm going to be healthy. I need a healthy lifestyle. And they try to do everything. I know I tried. I've been there. I've done that. And um, I went with the vigorous exercise, extremely vigorous exercise and the, the food and the health food and everything. And still I gained weight and I felt not well, excuse me on so many levels. So that for me also translated. And as we were talking before the show, that's actually what drove me to um, getting into the health coaching uh, journey. It's, it's just to understand. So what else is happening? So I know that life is not easy. We never said it's easy. We're not denying. We're not um, saying that you have to be detached from reality to be a healthy person. 
We're just saying that you have to look at things and decide what you want to control or what you can control and what you will and what you can't control and make peace with some things and make shifts to possibly influence it or not and, and take one step at a time. We did not get to this point in our lives with all the stress and everything that is happening overnight. It's happened over years. It happened possibly even yes. decades. And that in itself is an invite to say, okay, it's not that you need to take decades to fix it or to- No, it doesn't take decades. It does not take decades. It takes literally like at least one to two weeks to start feeling and seeing the difference if you do it properly. But again, it's, I will go back. I need to go back to the mindset thing because- even if you have everything prepared and laid out and you have the best support system, you have a functional medicine doctor and you have a health coach and you have a mindset coach, you have everything, whatever you want, you have a supporting, uh, but you don't have the right mindset, meaning uh, I don't know if I want to do this. Well, guess what? You will do it and you will fail because also um, we all tend to, again, going back, back to the story of being a victim without like we played this card so many times that it's it's engraved in our subconscious and we and we take it out whenever it's possible without us being even aware of it right so this is when we start uh, blaming our circumstances i failed because and i would give you a list you know, of things why I would fail. But this means I'm not taking responsibility of my life. If I really want to take, if I want to make a change, if I want to stop pain, if I want to change, if I want to see results, it means I really need to just look at my reality as awful and as painful as it is and take inventory. Yes. And you know what? Whatever happens in the past, I'm not the past. I'm acknowledging, I'm not condoning. I'm acknowledging what happened, but I'm not that anymore. And I'm moving on. I'm taking the decision to move on and I'm gonna find help. I'm gonna find a support system. I'm going to uh, uh, Google search. I'm going to watch, look, I'm not saying that you need to go and hire a coach and able for you to uh, heal. No, I healed without a coach. It took me years. I Google search. I'm a master in research. Yes. <laughs> Hanan, if you need anything, <laughs> and if you don't have time, I know what to do online in order to get the information now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a lot of free Facebook groups. There are a lot of videos. There are a lot of self-help books. A lot of free things online. You just need to take a decision and you go and you do your research and make a plan and start applying or go and hire someone to help you in whatever field you need um, empowerment in. Whatever field, just where do you need the, the support? Go and get it. You cannot get it. Just go and research for it and start applying. As soon as you take the decision, you know what? I'm not playing this card anymore. I'm taking responsibility for my life. And this is me moving on slowly, but surely. 
And that brings us actually to, to, to a, um, kind of a, a point that is attached to that. As, as a woman, as a mompreneur, as a solopreneur, as an entrepreneur, we also tend to, to get overwhelmed and, and feel a bit discouraged and stuff. And we also have to bring ourselves back to the point of why are we doing this? How can we move forward? Um, mindset is a huge element of, of the journey of entrepreneurship in any way. Um, for me personally, I realized that after co-founding businesses and running them for um, nearly six years, five and a half years, I walked out feeling like I failed because I did not have, again, <clears throat> excuse me, the mindset, the right mindset of why am I doing this and where do I want to go with it and what am I learning out of it and appreciating and celebrating everything that I had done in it. And it took me four years to go back and reflect on that experience and realize, wow, you know, I did all that. And I did that yeah. as, as a mom. I did that as an expat. I did that without sport. And I keep tapping back into this pool of, of achievement and gratitude for, for having done it to remind myself why I'm doing what I'm doing now. So your experiences as a mom and as a solopreneur and as someone who is also um, trying to, or putting in the effort to build awareness also about a topic that is not easy, that is not well received in the sense of, oh yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. I'd love to do that. Because again, when you talk to people about health, they're they, they want to see something like you're not giving them a tangible asset in their hand. You're giving them a whole array of, of a lifestyle shift. How, how does that work for you? Yes. I'm giving, like I'm selling beliefs, you know, yeah. like being an entrepreneur, a service-based entrepreneur, uh, you know, being a health coach, that's a service, right? And um, it, it's it's a roller coaster still uh, journey for me because uh, first of course starting a business alone uh, I love the freedom aspect of it I love freedom you know like ditching the nine to five job and not having to answer to someone and not having someone oversee what I do and not liking what I do and then I need to change my perspective to meet theirs I'm free of that so this is a huge step right but in order to continue like you said it's a mindset thing but this is when it comes when I first started uh, okay I'm a health coach and I'm supposed to help people uh, how, am I, how am I going to get paid for this yes. right it's it's this, this, this concept of I'm giving a service, but this is for their health. How can I get paid? I'm not How a doctor. Charge for for supporting people with their health. I know exactly. Yep. I'm not a doctor. I don't prescribe uh, drugs or medicines or whatever. I just give them guidance and supports. Yes, uh, uh, recipes and resources. And, and, yep. and every, yes, programs, whatever. But how am I going to get paid for it? And I had this, you know, like kind of like guilt from the inside it's payment time it's payment time how am I going to ask for this but then I started uh, studying pranic healing and believe it or not 
at the beginning, this made it worth. It's energy healing. At least this is how. And this one is energy healing. It's like you heal someone just with energy, no energetically. And it happens. Not all people believe in it, but it's it's a, a different discussion. But my teacher, um, actually, I ask him this question, like, how am I going to be paid for energy healing? And I'm also also a health coach. And he told me something that really shifted my perspective. And he said, your healing and your coaching doesn't have a price. It's priceless. So you cannot tell people this is the price for my coaching for my services for my healing this is something that is it's something it's divine it helps it it helps people to ch- they change their life it, it's forever it doesn't have a price yes and i'm like okay this is not helpful I'm like, <laughs> what, what am i gonna charge <laughs> and then he said but your time has a cost you can price your time and I was like, oh, okay. So this, to be honest, shifted my perspective because of course, time for uh, um, the coaching, time for to prepare for the coaching, the scheduling, writing the program, writing the recipes, tailoring programs to each one, those takes time. So price is, this is the price of your program. This is the price of your time. It's not the price of your healing. It's not the price of your coaching. So this is also like took me a step further. It gave me, it gave me this uh, courage to move on in my uh, uh, entrepreneurship business because, okay, now I can move on. I'm not stuck in guilt. How can yep. I move on and be yep. a, 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 an entrepreneur and be in business and ask people for money and I'm just, I'm just a health coach, right? But that's, no. that's the point as well. It's it's not yeah. just also about your time. It's also about the value you are adding. And it is about the, the energy that you had exerted to learn this, to go through it yourself, to pass on your experiential knowledge to them. So um, I love it. Because that for me as well, um, I had to go through that mindset switch as well. I used to feel right? very uncomfortable um, charging and, uh, charging my worth. And I'm still also like, you know, kind of my prices are increasing, not because, um, of anything other than the fact that I'm, I'm appreciating the value I'm adding and people are responding in that sense, because before I could not frame it in a way that was, um, yes. that meant that, yes. but more yeah. importantly, I had read something recently and there's this quote kind of, um, that tells you, you're not paying me for the hour that it took me to do the job you're paying me for the 10 years I put before the yes. hour to be able yes to I love that and to add the value of what I'm doing for the job so I love that that for me became that I'm like okay I am appreciating and I'm valuing the time my resources again I, I talk a lot about this and I'm, I'm sure you could have heard it before <clears throat> excuse me it's about as an entrepreneur your resources we usually think the first thing that comes to our mind is, is money. So, you know, I'm going to invest money to, to get something. But actually, your resources are your money, your time, your energy, and your knowledge. Other than the number five could be either the tangible stuff or, you know, your human resources, your assets, if you've got any and physical product and stuff. 
But in essence, these are the four. So what I'm doing is I'm investing these four in a way to add value to those that I serve. And in essence, they're giving me back on my investment. So if my return on investment is being paid to for all the money and all the investments of my resources that I put up front to, to gain that value. So it's, um, it's one of those topics that, you know, you could talk a lot about it and, um, and you could think a lot about it, but you really have to do the work to, to get it to shift in a yeah. way that serves you and that serves those that you are destined to serve. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, it's because like, it, it is my purpose. Like I found my purpose when I, when I studied health coaching, this is where I'm like, oh, wow. I finally, I feel I have a meaning in my life. And I don't mean that my life did not have a meaning before because I felt my, my life had a meaning when I had my daughter, right? It changed completely. Like, but this is a totally different purpose. Yeah. But now, now they are like interconnected because I want to show her that you can make your own future. You can be powerful. You can be a businesswoman. Woman, you can have, you can make your own money without relying relying on anyone. You don't need a man in your life, right? And I'm not, and like, I love my husband. It's yeah. I'm not like, but you I, don't need to be dependent in that way. Exactly. 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 And I always make sure to uh, tell her the stories of my life, but not in a in a victim way. Again. From, from a place of look where I've been and look where I am right now. And I want her to see, yes, I want her to see where I am right now and I want her to be inspired. So I want to be an inspiration for my daughter first, right? And then in my business, I want to be an inspiration for women who have fibromyalgia to tell them that you can heal, you can. You just need to believe this. And it's not something that I learned at the school, yes, I learned this and I research about it, but I also, I've been through this and I've done that. And that's why I know it's doable. That's why I know it happens, right? It's not only something that you read in a book. I read about it and I, I've seen people go through it and I watched documentaries and videos about it, but guess what? I did it. And I want them to believe that they can also ditch the victim mentality because believe it or not Hanan women who have fibromyalgia they are stuck in the victim cycle plus guilt if you have fibromyalgia it means you have guilt yes this is the emotional actually uh, catalyst right that the physical catalyst with the stress guilt is the emotional uh, catalyst you feel guilty for everything in your life I'm not good enough. Well, I'm not a good mother, I'm not a good wife, I'm not a good daughter, I'm not a good friend, I'm not a good business owner, I'm not a good coach, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And I feel guilty about all of this. Mm-hmm. I need to give myself, and even when I do so, I feel it's not enough. So I feel guilty. So it's a, it's a yeah, vicious yeah. cycle that never ends. So this needs to stop. And when once it stops, the healing starts. I promise, and I can guarantee this, as long as they want it. Right. It's a conscious decision. I love that, Terita. And I know we we can go on and on and on, but um, <laughs> I'm sure 
our viewers and listeners are going to have a lot of value out of this. And as you said, it's, it is a conscious decision. First, it starts with, I want to change this. This is not inevitable. This is not uh, a sentence that I have to live with for the rest of my life. And this is something that I could manage. This is something that I could eliminate. And this is something that I could turn around to benefit me rather than, yep, than, than it being victim. Thank you so much. May I add something at, yes, the, at, the, at the end? It's uh, about uh, uh, the genetic predisposition to yeah. have uh, fibromyalgia or cancer or whatever it is. Genes, they are only like 5% of, uh, like it's 5% only. Like if I have fibromyalgia, it's in my gene because my mother had it and my sister had it. So it's in my gene, but it, genes are only just 5%. But what triggers those 5% to just, you know, become actually a disease and illness is, again, the food that you put in your body, the amount of exercise, the amount of environmental toxins that you, that you are in, uh, the amount of toxins that you put on your body, inside your body, your emotional state, your, your mental state, do you have good relationships in your life or, or not? Do you love your job or not? So again, all of those trigger the 5% to become um, a disease and a chronic disease and autoimmune disease. So true. I can never get enough <laughs> talking about these things because I know that, you know, every day they're, they're discovering something new. Every day they're, they're, they're connecting the dots in a new way, in a way that, that empowers us to understand and realize that we have a choice. And even if we are diagnosed with whatever it is, that we also get the choice to, to manage it, to reverse it, to heal it, whatever it is, it is dependent on what we decide to do moving forth. Exactly. Rita Saliba, thank you so much for being with us. I loved our thank time. You. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining us. And um, we hope that you will take control of your life, your health, your inputs, and in a way that serves and empowers your life and gets you out of whatever it is. Life, as Tony Robbins says, life happens for us and not to us. Thank you, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next time. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all. Thank you for listening to the Empowered to Grow podcast. For further engagement with a tribe of empowered women, join my Facebook group, Empowered to Grow, or visit my website, www.hananelbasha.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, know that empowered you empowers others. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all.